Folks, it's a very different uh, type of day in the in the wrestling space. It's a different day for the Burr. It's a different day for the Late Night Grin. All those things, and it goes without saying, um, no fancy overlay, no bumper intro that many things Shoot has spent many time making, and they'll be great for many other days, not today. Um, this has been interesting, is the word I'm going to lead with, Jay Shell. And we're going to talk about every single piece pick. of it. Um, but firstly, how are you this morning? It's, it's early there at 10, 10 a.m. So how yes, are you? 10 a.m. I'm good. I'm not at school. Um, one week from today, I do my senior speech, and that is my last assignment. And then I am graduating. Um, yeah. That's very insane. But I'm here. A lot going on. A lot, lot going on. I, I do not envy you in that regard. <laughs> um, so here's the deal, folks. This is still titled The Burt because this is what we have scheduled in and all that good stuff. But increasingly became apparent to me. I was looking at this from a kind of singular what the story itself is, which I do think is worth stressing, is like a real story. Yeah. This is not just some kind of you know loose speculation about someone's contract in two years. They actually walked out and something happened and a statement was put out, which is one of the crazier things I've experienced in my time in wrestling media. So there's a real story to talk about. But what I, what I kind of became aware of talking to Jay Show and just looking at the timeline was that there were certain elements to the to the discourse that had taken a very different turn. So this is a different type of show today. We're just going to talk out. I don't know how long we're going to be here. I don't know what this looks like in terms of format. Uh, chat, I don't know how much you're going to be kind of in a Q&A format here. Uh, there's many times to do that. This isn't I mean, the Y'all day. can ask questions if you want to. Just yes. It yes, might be absolutely. a venomous response, so pick wisely. <laughs> it depends on the question, right? <laughs> um, if you have a specific thing, if you want to send a tip, whatever, streamlabs.com slash grin. Don't worry if not. You're already paying to watch this live, so don't swear. We're going to post this on YouTube after because it feels like, you know, we're lucky to have Jay Shell on our platform and I'm going to sharpen me and let her talk, but it feels like something needs to be out there. So, um, Jay Shell, do you think we should go through this kind of step-by-step in how it happened or would you like to make kind of a leading statement? No, I'll bury my statements within the video in case people find it and think that I'm like a racist fuck. So we'll just wait a little bit. (laughs) In many ways, that felt like the perfect opening statement. Okay, that's good. Um, now, this is quite the ordeal. Last night, before was it before Raw went on the air or was it as they went on the air, they announced the match? When did the match actually get announced? Well, I feel like it was announced a little bit before, maybe like 30 minutes before, and it was in Sean's rundown, so people were going crazy over it then. Too. Okay, so it was a strange match to begin with. It was two tag teams... And Asker and Becky are in the, in the midst of a feud, basically, mm-hmm. to, to crown the number one. So this first start there, what was your immediate reaction to the match? Now, I know you actually were going to watch the match, and I think we all agree it would have been good, but yeah. it was weird from the jump, wasn't it? Yes, that, and Bianca wasn't on the show at all. Wasn't in the rundown, right. wasn't on the show. Thought that was weird also, because if you have somebody who's, like, the champion, put them at ringside, you know, do the normal thing that they do, right? I was like, okay, where's Bianca? That's odd. One. And two, seeing Sasha and Naomi in this match, I was like, well, why are they here? They, they're trying to work on their tag division stuff. That's what I thought. That's what it seemed like. You know, obviously the tag division has its flaws and everything. And it, we'll talk about it later. Obviously, it's a very big part of the story. Um, right. But I thought it was a a random selection. I don't know. It, it felt out of place. I mean, even seeing yeah. Nikki and Dewdrop, they barely just got their story stuff underway again. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know. It felt like a weird placement. If you were going to do the match, I thought it was going to be a three-way, like a triple threat. Like we talked about before, I thought it was going to be a triple threat, and that's how it was going to go. And interesting. Yeah, it was bizarre. Now, the reason I, I kind of want to dive into elements of this are, do we know yet, and Jay Shaw, I think you're much more locked into what's actually been reported. Do we know yet when it is believed they left the building? Before we even get, like, before the start of the show. Okay, so. They put the graphic up while the show was happening. (laughs) Thank you. I'm wondering if I'm missing something here, because it appears to me, and folks, I know nothing. This is not me reporting. This is me speculating. It feels to me like this graphic may have been shown exclusively so they could be showy with the fact that they walked out. Do you not think that seems present here too? Um, definitely. I feel like a lot of this um, yeah. is is um, focused on painting the talent in a bad light, especially yep. when it's two black women. Look at the mm-hmm. optics, obviously. Um, but when we look at the star caliber of Sasha and Naomi, when they're two of your best-selling talent, and I literally wrote a whole paper about this, about how they had to overcome everything. WWE doesn't really give them much in terms of creative, in terms of pushes. When Sasha was in The Mandalorian, they barely talked about it. Yeah. Naomi, when's the last time she had a title? When's the last time she was in a very important program besides the Charlotte feud? Because that barely got off the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, she yeah. was in a long story with Sonya, and it went nowhere. Like, there, there's always these things happening with Sasha and Naomi. And even Bianca, she had the Becky thing. There's always these issues within Black women in the division. And in spite of what the WWE does, they're continuously over. They're always... Mm-hmm. I, I honestly could argue Sasha, Bianca, and Naomi put together are the three most over women in the whole division. Only person you yes. could argue that with for me is maybe Bianca. <clears throat> I mean, Bianca, Becky, and Asuka. But beyond that, I, I honestly feel like they're the most over women. And the WWE doesn't give them much to become that over. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of this, we'll maybe have a talk about what both women kind of have represented in, in a bigger sense and what they could be beyond this particular promotion, because I've seen a lot of talk in one direction, but I think you and I probably see bigger things for both of these women than them just like going to another wrestling promotion, right? I think, we, yes, you know, especially in Sasha's case, it's, it's just, but, and that's not just like, you know, do you remember all those days when we just were like, oh, yeah. Sasha's never going to AEW. That would never happen. Well, I want to talk about it because I think that's a real thing in this story. I really believe that we are currently seeing the benefits of having two real promotions again and a talent that really has their head screwed on and understands who they are and what they stand for and what their audience mm-hmm. is. Like, they know, well, I've got real leverage now, you know? Did you Different. hear that clip of um, Sasha talking to Steve Austin yes. where she was... Okay, good. good, good. It was, it was I eat vegetables. Fabulous. I eat yeah, steak because, and vegetables. Well, this is what... And look, we're going all over the place here because I, I said this weeks ago. Jay Show, you're on the show. There is this weird trend in which people want their favorite wrestlers to be like good team players and soldiers. And it's like, if your favorite wrestler is a star of the caliber of a Sasha Banks or a Naomi, and you want her to just be like accepting of shit because that's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) I understand. I understand what you're like, what you want from your favorite wrestler. You know, it's just, it's bizarre. Um, So, Anyway, let's just get back to this timeline. Yes, yes. So the match is announced, um, and then how long went the show? An hour into the show, less when they yeah about this... an hour or so, give or take. Yeah. So, 
initially the respect the response to this was just this is like one of the more insane plans change moments ever yeah right? where creative rips up everything and yada yada yeah yeah and that's a very understandable response because frankly i mean let's be honest about it that wouldn't be out of character for them anyway right they, they do that stuff kind of regularly mm -hmm. so that wasn't surprising uh what was your initial reaction though to that kind of weird you know detour they took there i was like Oh, well, maybe they're just going back on this, and they're gonna book another like singles match. I mean, a tag match or something for the for the tag teams or something. But then they said that like they left. I was like, oh, well, that's well, that's work, you know. It mm -hmm. is what it is. And then Sean starts tweeting that there's more to the story, and I'm like, okay, yeah. let me strap myself in because this is not a work. And I had to like prepare for all the incoming bad takes, you know and professionalism yada 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 and shut up dude if you hated your job you'd leave too if you were there and they were like making you do a bunch of things that you didn't like and they were valuing other talent i mean other workers over you and like you'd still be unhappy put yourself mm -hmm. in those shoes dude well that brings up an element of this that i think people always forget and frankly um I think people are forgetting it with a situation like an MJF. I think people forget it with every situation, which is that I can list to you the circumstances of someone's unhappiness or their contract or whatever. But unless you and I are working there, it's impossible for us to see it, right? Like when it came out that yeah. Naomi was supposed to win this match, there was this talk of like, well, hold on, what are they mad about? And it's like, well, I didn't, I'm not working there, you know? <laughs> They've been mad for the last two months. Maybe it's miserable for them. Yeah, I don't know. Dave said it was like a buildup of things. Right. And I mean, I could obviously see that. I mean, Sasha won at Mania for the first time this year. Right. And I, like literally she's been on what, five, six Manias? I think this was maybe her fifth or sixth. She's mm -hmm. a huge star and she hasn't won until this year, dude. Yep. That's fucking insane. It is. And I just... I'm amazed by how people talk on these situations based on what they see as though we don't all have real life experience every single day with yeah. our lives, you know? And I want, I wonder how these people would feel if you went on Twitter and you saw people telling you she's not good enough to be acting the way she is. She's not a big enough star to act like that. Even MJF. Mm. Like, dude, I just, I don't understand how people get so, um, tough on the internet one sasha could beat your ass dude i don't know who you think you are <laughs> two literally this woman has busted her ass and she is the best wrestler in the world i just I... don't understand how y'all are not connecting the dots here she should be treated as such but i wonder like and this is what makes this so interesting is she seemed committed to the idea that the tag titles were going to be a focus, which we I think we both believe is a big part in this issue, right? The idea that the tag titles were going to be kind of thrown yeah. aside again. Um, and that part of this makes it even more kind of weird because there's very few things you can do that would be more selfless than lift up your friend and tag team partner, try to rebuild a whole division or <laughs> subdivision that's in, Dude. you know, it's like that makes it even weirder, doesn't it? The, like, ever since, I want to say, like, the pandemic, Sasha's been on this weird territory of she's a star, but she's not, and she's, you know, in the middle. So, after the WrestleMania happened, obviously, that was amazing. SummerSlam, 
didn't work out and they never really bounced back from that. She didn't win the Royal Rumble like it was teased. Mm -hmm. It really seemed like Sasha was going to win the Royal Rumble. She came in at number one. It seemed like she was going to go do the Iron Woman thing, you know, whole thing. No, Ronda comes back. They drop everything for her. Every time there's a white woman in the picture, they will drop Sasha, Bianca, and Naomi. They do not care. Becky came back. Drop Bianca. Ronda came back. Drop Sasha. They. It's like, it's just, they don't value the, the amount of star power and um, talent and like in ring outside the ring on like whatever that these black women have if for people to say that it's not a race issue dude i don't understand how you're seeing all of these things when you're not connecting the dots saying that oh they're unprofessional regardless of the race the way people are talking about them that is not just them being upset because they're unprofessional i agree totally i think there is an element i think you know you you know me well enough to know where i'm going with this in that I think there's definitely an element on WWE's front creatively. They are actually that incompetent. Um, I think we would both agree that there is a regular racial undertone to the discourse that follows in defense mm -hmm. of that incompetence. Does that make sense? Now, yeah. I think it goes about saying that a group of old white dudes don't see the marketability of some of these women. And that's, I think that's obvious. That's been clear. Yeah. I, remember, I mean, I even remember Mick Foley saying that. Even you know? the Street Profits. <laughs> if, even if we're not going to talk about yeah, women. there you go. There you go. The Street Profits are literally in, like, the middle of the tag division. And mm -hmm. literally, you could put them at Rolling Loud and people would understand their characters. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have these people, not to get too much into the Black Dollar and everything like that, but Black people spend more money than white people do. So if we look at the market of Black people who want to support other Black people, and especially in wrestling, dude, target that market you'll make so mm -hmm. much more money i just don't understand how they don't connect these dots here it's strange you and i have often talked about what you, you know comparing and contrasting the treatment of charlotte to sasha has always been a real like even charlotte becky bailey sasha two races well mm -hmm. three races i guess in yeah. the separation of them yeah absolutely um so in Becky's promo, she said that they, they left the building, which I think most people just took as a really weak explanation for changing plans, which, mm -hmm. again, I want to stress, if that was your fault, that you're not wrong, because they do stuff like that pretty regularly, honestly. Um, so this is all taking place. And then I think PW Insider first yes, was like, they've actually left the building. <laughs> and we're going to get into some of the, the aforementioned kind of undertones here. Um, shortly, because it's important, especially I, I want you to you know, have a chance to talk about that. I will say, though, can we just pause the timeline at this very moment and discuss the immediate response to the story that they had walked out? It's not even even before the, um, the statement. Because I tweeted about this when it happened, and, and I was... I'm amazed at how polarizing this was immediately. Um, in your mind, is that as much racial undertones or is it honestly equally this really weird trend that you and I are aware of, of people being pro brand, pro company, pro promoter rather than talent. What do you think? Is it both? Initially at the beginning, I didn't see anything that had to do necessarily with racial undertones, right. but I think it didn't have enough time to get there yet. Originally, because when it first came out, it was everybody's gut reactions. We had no more information. So they were just like, Back on professional, yada yada yada. You shouldn't do that. Everything, all that, whatever. 
once the story came out more, I feel like then people were like, okay, well, hmm, I don't have anything else to say to defend WWE, so let me get racist. And that's just where it went. I'm amazed, and I, I touched this a minute ago, and I, look, folks, I think if you've watched the shows, you know where I stand on this kind of thing. But my immediate reaction was, and I think, I want to speak for people, but I think it should be everyone's reaction, which was good for them. I mean, I can't walk a day in their shoes, but I think anyone that's watched professional wrestling for any stretch of time <laughs> can pretty easily come up with a good enough reason why someone would say, you know what, fuck this, I'm out, right? Literally, yeah. And Sasha has shown a willingness to do that previously, and I respected it then and I respect it now. So is this um, – I'll just ask you, because this is something that interests me. Does it make the conversations around wrestling like less fun to you to see how much people are like increasingly for their brand rather than the actual human beings out there bumping and, and you know, being the wrestlers themselves? Because it bums me out, I'd say. I literally have had conversations this past month about how much I hate wrestling. Yes, you have. <laughs> yes, you have. I literally have thought about just deleting Twitter. I obviously can't do that because that's how I got to promote my work and all that stuff. But, like... These people are fucking miserable, dude. And they just sit here and defend a company who doesn't give two shits about them. I'm sorry. White men, if you're sitting there sucking Vince McMahon's dick, he's not going to pay you. He's not. You should not channel all of the aggression that you have from your daily life and your lack of self-love because your heart is filled with hatred towards these black women. That is no excuse for behavior like that especially not to get into politics, but literally we had a white man walk into a supermarket and kill 10 black people. I don't understand how these people are not learning from the consequences of their actions. You perpetuate behavior like this, that whatever his name was, Peyton or whatever, he said he spent two years on 4chan and Discord and everything like that, learning how to become a white supremacist. It is because of vitriol that these people are speaking about these black women that it's being passed down to these young people who are becoming marksmen for them mm-hmm. they're becoming hitmen i just don't what these people are saying has consequences beyond what they see they might just think oh they're just giving their opinion or whatever whatever the way that your opinion affects these black women you will never know do you know sasha and naomi personally no you don't have a right to pass judgment on what they're going through, who they are, what they've done in their life, how talented they are, what they can do in the ring, out the ring, their families, anything like that. It's just so disrespectful. Sorry. No, you're right. And let's, let's get to the, you know, <laughs> we're talking about this debate of, of, like, reaction as though there's some kind of heinous crime committed by these. They walk down a wrestling show. And they, by the way, and we're going to get the statement in a second. That element of the statement of, like, we couldn't do our main event as advertised is, like, one of the most absurd, phony things that company has ever put. They don't do their main event as advertised almost every week. That's the, Is that the worst thing they did here? Is that what we're actually getting mad about and defending the company for because they ruined our main event? Like, that's the big thing to me. I mean, I co-sign everything you said, but, like, if there was something more, you know, tangible they did wrong beyond just walk out on a pro wrestling show... Especially the people who are harping on the fact that it's live TV versus what Tony Storm did or Jeff Hardy did walking out at a uh, WWE live show. Did they show their faces on the on the screen? Were they on your TV yet? No. no? Mm-hmm. 
No? So they just went along about their day? Yeah. And I'm guessing that they probably walked out before WWE even announced that match. That's the part I want to know more about. Because if that is the case, it makes it even more hollow and kind of transparent, right? But, yeah, that part I'm intrigued to find out more. Because I did see some talk in the chat that maybe they left before. I don't actually know, guys. I don't know any of this stuff. I just, um, you know, I, I'm just kind of trying to figure this out the way you are. And it's Jay Sean is the same. It's, it's, it's a lot. Sweaty, dude. <laughs> it's a lot. The racists make me sweat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, this is all going on this conversation. And then now this is the part that genuinely, and I will remember it for some time um, in fear of, of, of understating. Um, story in the important part, I do have to say that this is kind of legendary on the talent's perspective. They got this statement put out. This is nuts. How many times did you check if this statement was real before you actually responded to it? Like, because I, I, was I, like, I saw wait. it from a bunch of different sources. It was wild. But Sean was the first one I saw. Um, it said, you know, it, it basically listed what the situation was here. They walked into Johnny Ace's office and they put down the tag tiles, they walked out, so on and so forth. Um, and obviously, as I said, they closed with that part about not being able to deliver their main event. There was an element in here that was really interesting about them not being comfortable working with, like, two of the women in this match, which was a really strange approach. Um, Jay Shell, what was your immediate reaction to the statement? Because this was puzzling, to say the least. I was confused about many things. I'm just going to try to break it down in the way that my mind worked. Why is there a statement? Two, you never address things that are in the media anymore. If it's wrestling media, you just let it be, basically. Mm -hmm. If you are talking about Sasha and Naomi, what are their championships vacant now? Like you said, they just handed it to John Laurinaitis. Like you didn't... Is that his name? John Laurinaitis? Yes. John, Johnny Ace, yeah. Then you don't hand um, us any more information about the titles. Are they just gone they claim to not be of any value would you argue that they are of value because then i'd like to see your argument because i don't think you have any evidence that they are of value also saying that they have issues with women that they've worked with or whatever that they de that think that they're uncomfortable with them or whatever it just is like what what um no naomi and sasha are both beloved backstage um and i just don't understand how we could have connected the dots from there to there and i don't Think mm. that they had any i think that they might have felt uncomfortable working with the producers of that match maybe instead of the um, wrestlers but i don't think that they would say that because that would throw their own workers under the bus but uncomfortable is a really interesting word because it immediately gives you this sense that you know it's a they don't trust them that's, that's the immediate thing i read from that when i hear wrestlers uncomfortable working whenever they don't trust them and i think is it more likely they didn't want to do this particular match for other reasons? Like, for example, they wanted to save their match with the other team or they wanted to do something else with it. And they used the, the exact word uncomfortable to kind of add some kind of confusion to that. Because it feels like it to me. What do you think? Is, that part's, I don't know. I sense, I sense they're, they're up to saying with that. Yeah, they're probably covering their ass or just yeah. doing anything that they can to like put the blame onto the talent or whatever. Um, but I don't know. Is I didn't hear this yet. 
Yeah, I saw someone talk about it. I haven't seen the actual huh. source. Okay. I mean, Sean always sure. does the thing about the producers, so maybe he'll have something to share about that. It feels to me like the kind of thing you do to both A, you know, make the talent look worse, right? Like it was, oh, they were mad about having to wrestle with so. And the other thing to me is that, and they do this a lot, they're playing the talent off each other, right? It feels like it's yeah. me. Like if you're a um, a Dewdrop or a Nikki or an Ask or a Becky, let's just say all the names. If you're one of those four women and you were kind of in the in the in the cold of this deal, you just was watching on, and next thing you knew, you wasn't in the match or something changed, and you didn't get a chance to talk to them, and you, then this gets sent to you on the little company app thing they use. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what it feels like to me. That part was the part that jumped out. The one yeah, thing I will say is next to it, which is why he was doing more digging. Okay, there you go. Um, the big thing for me is honestly this to me, captures that this is kind of like, this is a big, big story <laughs> internally. Now, what I mean by that is talent gets mad, talent says, but then walking out felt like a big deal. Is it just me or did this statement not make it incredibly clear that, like, there were some people heated about this situation in and out? So um, do you think this is kind of indicative that this may have many chapters ahead, this whole drama? Or do you think it's like, because this oh, statement it has is really, to. Yeah. It has to. There's no way that this is the end of the story. Did you see that long thread that I sent to the group chat, um, the late yeah. night group chat of somebody who seems to have had an inside source? I, I don't even know where their source came from. I don't know who they are, whatever, whatever. But they basically broke down what seems to be Sasha and Naomi's side of the story. And it seems like people are just ignoring it, which seems to be expected because once, mm-hmm. you know, their side of the story comes out, not to make comparisons, but when John Moxley or whatever left WWE, he shared his side of the story and people listened right. to him and, and, you know, upraised his voice. And originally I thought that it was just because Big Swole left AEW, the AEW people were harping on what she said and everything like that. But now that Sasha and Naomi both share their story, well, it is by proxy through somebody else, but it's also being ignored. So neglect of both comments and... um I guess just disregard for the their side of the story is a seemingly um, consistent thread. You and I talked about with um, with Athena's recent interview with Chris Van Vliet, right? We talked about how there were like really big things in that interview that confirmed stuff people had kind of assumed and said about. NXT and different things inside the and company. Yes, I tweeted some of it and I got all of the hate. Yes, I did. Yes, exactly. And there were people that inexplicably picked out a couple of quotes they didn't like and focused on those for a day rather than the fact that she did some pretty damning stuff. Yeah. Um, again, I'm I'm intrigued on kind of what the true source of, of, of that is. And are people just that protective of their favorite promotion? It feels like it, right? I mean, yes, I also want to highlight this quickly. That got picked up in the New York Times. It was in Sports Illustrated. It was in main media. Um, so they definitely knew because Sasha's a star that it would get picked up everywhere. And it's relative to the WWE and it's something unprecedented, basically. Um, and all of this just seems like it's beyond tribalism at this point. I mean, obviously, tribalism would come into play. Mm-hmm. But in regards to the way that we see women in wrestling treated in general, not even if I'm just speaking of black women, this seems like something consistent. If Roman Reigns walked out of the WWE because he didn't like a match that was happening, people would be like, oh, Roman's in the right. 
he, as he should, you know, he's the biggest star in the company. Let him do what he wants. Mm. Sasha is arguably the biggest female star in the company right now. And you get upset for her rocking out because she knows what she's worth. Do you, how much of that do you think is a very strange, deep rooted thing with wrestling fans where they still haven't adjusted to the fact that WWE probably has as many, honestly, I'm not going to say probably, they have as many like top female stars as they do male stars at this point. I think some fans, I, I think so. I think they have more. Um, do you think some wrestling fans are so rooted in like yesteryear they haven't actually adjusted to that yet? They don't realize that the women actually, if you took the, the main women off those shows, they're like, you know, awful bear. I, I think that's a, a fact. And I'm not saying that. Oh, makes shit, them right, this did happen. Yes. The Roman Reigns were walking out because of I, COVID protocols. See, literally. Holy fuck. Yeah. Well, there you um, Actually, I wasn't a fan then. I started watching the night after WrestleMania 36, so it's a good thing I didn't. I didn't know. But... but yeah, do you think that's the thing here? Like, I get this when I sometimes even just read people's takes. It's like I think people don't quite fully grasp that there's been a shift in that company in terms of star power. It was, yeah. The women are kind of the real stars in a lot of cases now. I feel like ever since maybe Total Divas era or so, the women have been able to you know get more over with the crowd and everything like that. But like. Even if we look at Alexa Bliss, dude, she's mm. like the top merch seller in the company besides Roman, basically. Like, those Lily dolls go crazy. Yes. They're major attractions, especially for little girls, because more than ever, the audience is, skew is skewing towards, like, little girls who want to see somebody that looks like them. And that's why representation is so incredibly important, but neither here nor there. But I, I think as the, as the age shifts in wrestling, I think that people who are watching now were also watching when women were doing brown panties matches so they don't yeah. see the difference and they don't care to agree. Learn either so this this actually because this is a great example and it, it captures saying and I, I remember this being a thing when sean got that story do you remember the story about alexa being mad she wasn't on mania mm -hmm. and how the responses were but she was on mania like two years ago that would never happen to a male star of her caliber never i don't care if you think she's bad good somewhere in the middle in terms of star power, if a man, if a dude was that over and was off mania completely and sent home, and they in that story came out through Fightful, there is no way the responses would have been the way they read for her, right? If you take away the AEW stuff from Cody, and Cody's just a big star in WWE now, and yeah. he was upset that he wasn't on mania, right. people would have been like, Well, that's right, he yeah. should be on mania. He's a big star, they pay lots of money for him, all that stuff. That's that was a real thing. Like I remember that being a thing on tw on Twitter that day is people talking about it. And I was with them. Like this shows you how much people's mindsets are outdated in that regard. Right. Yeah. Like, like well, they were in the title match three years ago, <laughs> you know? Oh, yep. Somebody got it in the chat. Randy Orton is a good comparison for yeah. Alexa. And again, I'm not trying to change what the, the matter is here. Cause we're talking about Naomi and Sasha and there's, it's very different, but I do think that shows that there is an element of through ignorance or through kind of a lack of awareness, you know, some fans just haven't quite figured out that, like, these women are, you know, they should be treated the way the top men have been treating the company for 20 years. Um, I'll be honest. And if she wanted to do it, that's awesome. I think the Sasha Naomi team's great. I think it's nuts that she was put in a fatal four-way tag match at WrestleMania. And if she wanted to do that, that's awesome. But I'll be completely real. I think it's kind of crazy that happened to her, considering that she appeared to be the obvious choice for us with Charlotte, and then she ended up in a fatal four-way, like, tag. I was like... <laughs> 
but that's just, you know, another story for another day. Um, they always do bad with Sasha when it comes to Mania. As much as I love her, that build to the Bianca match was horrible. Yeah. It was trash. It's always bad. Yeah, that was, that was, you're right. Um, nope. So, so anything else on this statement? Because I do have to, I mean, again, just to stress how, how kind of much this escalated and how crazy this got, the line about, you know, hours to rehearse, and it's, I mean, this is, they're getting ahead of saying it feels like here, Jay Shell, doesn't it? It basically just seems like they're going, holy shit, people are going to say stuff. Let us say our side quickly and get it out now. It, even like if you look at the way it reads, it doesn't read like it went through a bunch of people like to be yeah. proofread and everything like that. And like the wording is kind of off and it seems like it seems unprofessional. It Doesn't it feel kind of like petty? <laughs> it it's reads so like, petty. Yeah. And people are saying that, oh, the WWE is always petty. This isn't a thing towards black women. Then why are you calling those black women unprofessional? Yes. If WWE is already unprofessional, why aren't the talent allowed to be unprofessional? This is the part that feels like truly singular to this story. This is the part that's nuts, honestly, right? This is, this is very... Um, this is an odd piece of this, it goes about saying. I also would like to explore the... Uh, those characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. What does that mean? Is that does their contract so they just have to like just do whatever? Have no say in the matter at all. Like, what are like what do those co- contracts even look like? Exactly. If it's like you have to work a certain amount of days, then can they take another live event and work another day? Like I just don't how does it correlate? Can't they go to fucking NXT and go do a match for a tag team with a tag team, a woman's tag team that actually matters? They wanted to work Casey and Caden. Do they get I'm to just... no? I'm genuinely fascinated by what the wording is in these contracts. They're confident putting in a statement to perform the requirement. Like, what is like what? Sorry, it has to be exactly what they asked for. It's nuts. I don't know. It's just, it's really weird. I and everyone in the chat's talking about the cafe being, and I think that's a real thing. It doesn't shock me in that. Like, I don't think they really care about that stuff, to be honest. What I think's interesting is I think this speaks to Sasha Starbound, not just because she's a big enough name that it was what it, they had to do it. Do you think they're scared of her? her own presence in the media and some of the big time interviews that she gets on her own, basically. Now I'm sure there'll be as a time in that, but she's actually kind of outgrown those elements. Do you think they're scared of a world in which for once a WWE talent can go and get their own kind of, um, you know, media frenzy going. And meanwhile, they can't control that narrative, so to speak. So it feels like that's a factor here, honestly. Um, yeah. The, the situation makes it so unique because it's Sasha it'd be different I mean not to be like that but it'd be different if we were talking about like Dana Brooke and Tamina walked out you know what I mean their star caliber is on a completely different level and the fact that it's two people not even just one yes like it makes it a lot more challenging for WWE to get a hold of especially when you're so beloved in a certain community online like Sasha and Naomi like they have the crew and then the mob or whatever I know mm-hmm. people don't like the crew and that's whatever. whatever. They, they love their favorite wrestler. I, I, you know, I, I said this a while about on fight for, I'm sorry to cut you off, Trisha, but like, I'm sure people go too far with it, but like they seem to go for their favorite. And I, 
I only respect that more than someone who has a WBF logo in their, you know, their shit. You know, that's my honest take. I've said that before, but I bet you the crew would follow Sasha wherever she goes. If she so. goes to Stardom, those Stardom views are shooting up, dude. I actually think it will happen. Like, it, no, I don't think she's gonna do it, but I think if she did, I agree with you. I think that would happen. Yeah. Um, I do wonder too if. And I, I do apologize, folks, because we're focusing a lot, I'm focusing much on, on Sasha, because, and I don't mean that to undercut Naomi. I think we both love Naomi, and she's great. It's just because there is, have been a long, you know, because she left, what was, when did Sasha walk out the first time? Three years ago? 2019, yeah. Yeah, so it just, my mind focused in that direction. She had the Mandalorian gig, and as you said, they didn't promote it. And I've always been of the belief she should have been the face of the division. She wasn't. And that's not to say Naomi shouldn't have got more. She should have. We all agree Naomi should have got But I'm, I can't help myself but, but looking that kind of in that direction. And um, I think part of this and why this could be such a big story, if it escalates, we do not know. This In a day's time, it could be settled, right? But there are a lot of great wrestlers in WWE history, but there is something singular about who Sasha Banks is. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is if Roman Reigns leaves tomorrow, it's a big deal. But there are faces of the company that you define at eras, right? So you go from, you know, Hogan, Brett, Austin, Rock, Rock, whoever. And you get to Roman and you move on to the next one. That's how it goes. This last six years has been the first in WWE history that the women have been true main eventers. And from a quality perspective, Banks is, the, is she's the gold standard in that regard, isn't she? I mean, she yes. is. Oh yes. Beyond doubt, has been the most prolific belt to bell, but has also with that combined the star power and the crossover appeal. So I think part of what makes this such a unique story is, and again, not to undercut Naomi, who's singular in her own right and is fabulous, but she's kind of a one-off for them. She isn't just the latest top guy. She's like the, you know. <laughs> female kind of ace in terms of a work rate sense so yeah i don't know i also like to mention i just looked up um the smackdown that's supposed to happen this friday and naomi is advertised on the cover of the poster for the arena um it also doesn't say anything it just says roman drew the usos obviously the usos have the match with um rk bro which is Mm -hmm. interesting because (laughs) jimmy got to go to work on friday um and then also Bianca and Rhea Ripley is advertised as well. Very, very interesting. The immediate response to this will be, you know, one of the big stories in, in wrestling for some time. I want to stress again that for considering how little we know, maybe this will all blow, right? It doesn't, as Hester mentioned in the chat, it doesn't change the fact that there was a problem to begin with. But maybe, you know, things, it happens sometimes. Right now, is this moment, Jay Shell, where did, like, what's your, I don't, you know, you don't have to do like a prediction, but what do you kind of expect to happen here? Deep down, you know? Sasha takes some time off. Yeah. I think, it, I, I think it needs to happen. If this is how she's feeling, then I guess they're going to vacate the titles. I was is there definitely. a chance? This is, I mean, this would be quite the move because it would, be against everything that they're kind of fighting for. But is there a chance these belts just go away? Because, like, I thought that this morning. I was like, this sure, that seems like something that could happen to me. I don't think that's that far off. Yeah, I think it could happen. I, the Naomi part of this makes it so much, like, 
because it's not, as you said, it's two people, two beloved characters as well internally. And the thing is, Naomi normally, as much as I love her, she just normally follows the rules. Like, she normally just does what she has to do, put over who she has to put over, and she does her job, and she leaves. And when she came into WWE and FCW, they told her, straighten her hair. You cannot wear your hair puffy. It needs to be straightened. You need to look like a champion. Mm -hmm. She did that all the way until 2020. Like, she is a known rule follower. And she'll take what's handed to her. And she knows her worth, but she takes what's handed to her. So, I don't know. And They also have the NXT women's tag titles that, like, Uh are on toxic attraction. So, I don't know what you want to do with that. But I honestly could see them being like, oh, well, they're gone. We got to move up Toxic Attraction. They're the new tag team. I just, like, why meaning? Like, I'm aware that if they did, like, a statement and said the belts are gone, that it would be, like, a terrible, but it just wouldn't shock me if they just never referenced them again. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. the, I think my read on it is, from a Sasha perspective, that I'm with, I think she's going to be away from maybe a little bit, and the hope will be, for them anyways, that, you know, cooler heads will prevail. Right? We'll work it out down the line. Um but the Naomi part makes it more complex and there's two people involved and obviously Naomi, you know, with the Usos being all over the TV, it's just, there's a lot here. There's a lot going on. Um, I have a new prediction. I feel like they're going to, I feel like there might be a short suspension and I feel like they'll make it seem like a work, but I think it'll be like for real. Cause the way oh. that they put out that statement, it seems extremely like venomous. Okay, so there's two pieces to that. Firstly, I think it's borderline likely that if Evil Woman comes back, they work this into their 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 shtick on TV. I think if when they come back, they're losing a lot. They're gonna get. I, I think they'll 100 percent be framed as like, you know, the, the, like these out. They walked out, you know. Like I think they'll 100 percent mm-hmm. do that deal if they come back. Um, I do wonder if uh, this is just, and look, this is very, I'm, I'm just frantic, we're speculating, but a suspension feels like it would be in some ways indication that like this, this is not going to get rebuilt. That feels like the company kind of standing firm that they, the talent was wrong. And I'll be honest, I don't know if Sasha Banks is going to put up with that shit. <laughs> you oh, know? Her cousin is fucking Snoop Dogg. Right, I like, always forget that she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Can you say I in the chat if you think that <laughs> Sasha's actually leaving the company? Like, if, if you think once her contract's up, she's leaving, or once the situation cools down, she's leaving. And just to, if you want to elaborate, because this part's interesting, I think most of us believe that this contract is her last anyway. Hmm. What I'm really intrigued at is if you guys think she's wrestled her last match there, because that would indicate this never gets rebuilt, even like temporarily. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Chat seems to be kind of leaning towards that. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Well, I did not think that many people were going to say yes. Yeah, it's kind of. Oh, my I don't know. God. I, I think that it's been clear in interviews and stuff, and stuff that like. That Sasha's done, like, soon enough she's going to be done being a full-time wrestler because she's got better things to do. Do you know anything about what her contract looks like? I believe she signed when she came back, so that was probably a five-year. But if it was three, she'd have very little time. If it was five, she has two years left. Um, Just to be totally, I mean, 
I think it's clear she's not going to be around full time much longer. But I will say that I would be surprised if she doesn't wrestle in WWE again. I think Sasha loves wrestling, and I think there will always be kind of big show paydays there for her if she wants mm-hmm. them. I just don't think she necessarily wants to be wrestling, you know, on the weekends and wherever, because <laughs> then she wants to focus on other things. But that's just my read on it. I don't know anything, guys. I'm just guessing, but I don't know. It's quite the situation. I don't know, you know, how this is going to unfold. Obviously, it all happened very quickly yesterday. Uh, Jay Shell. Is there anything else you would like to touch on in terms of this subject? Uh, um, I think we should just focus on sending positivity to the woman at this point. I feel like I've addressed on my Twitter personally like enough of the hate and everything like that where I'm just focused on sending love to those women because I know that they're probably going through a lot right now. Maybe they're even like second guessing what they did or I don't know. Um but regardless, I have so much respect for them, especially like to do that and to not even have a union backing you up is takes a lot of guts. Yep, it's some big star shit, to be quite frank. And I think we need more of that in pro wrestling, you know? Period. Love it for them. You know, know your worth. And if you're, you know, if you, if you truly have the, not just the skill, but if you've got the resume to prove you're that level of star. <laughs> You, you laughing at the Joker talk in the chat? Yeah. yeah. All caps. Um, you're, you're that level of star. You've proven it time and time again. There's no reason for you to just be following along. There's just there's no reason. Uh, Brian, you may be late, but we're going to post this um, to the to the YouTube channel. We're going to do it as a premiere. We're going to call it the encore presentation of this of this show, which you know is not really the bird. It's about. Did you, you know, see what Mia Yim said, Joe? Did you see her I tweet? Not. She tweeted out um, Naomi and and Sasha with correlating hearts. I love Mia. Yeah, She's wonderful. Um, Impact, baby. Another wrestling <laughs> talent that was, you know, incredible treatment she got, by the way. That was that was something, wasn't it? That didn't even get talked about enough, honestly. Mia spent a whole year without wrestling, just like, anyway. Um, and I know the key oh, stuff. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> um, Hallelujah. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know if we're gonna get that. Joe, let me have the moment. I, I know, I just the, the one thing is I'm glad we didn't do too much in it, and I'll I'll just touch on it here. Like oh swerve tweeted, love swerve. To me, this is about more than like just oh, maybe she grew up for AW. Like not only do I'm not sure that, that will happen, but like it also doesn't feel like the story, you know. Like it's also if she did Tony Khan. Tony Khan, you're gonna need to hire somebody. You need to get on your shit. And figure out how you can make Sasha your next star. You know fucking CM Punk? That treatment right there. Even past that. Give me that, dude. While we're on this topic, I am intrigued by, like, what if if she was the first one that, like, broke their contract system? Like, they worked a per-date thing with her? Like, she just worked the pay-per-views? Could you imagine how fucking awesome that would be she for the industry? That. She should. I, I, I mean, you'd do the deal, wouldn't you? If you were AW, I'm 100%. And you have to Every spend time. less money on her too if you do that. God, that'd be incredible. <laughs> that'd be an incredible work for the industry. Um, okay. Just to kind of put a bow on this best we can. I think one thing that we've been consistent on with this platform. Sorry, guys. My mother called me. This is a normal thing on the streams now. You're good. It's very early. Um, 
just put a bow on this best we can. We talk about it a lot on here, and it's something I want to reiterate before we go. If you like one particular promotion because their flavor of wrestling is more for you, maybe their style is for you, maybe the way they're presenting it, the way the, the exposure they have, whatever. There you go. Shout out to Swerve. Then you can watch only that company, and, and that's fine. I have nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, it is what it is. However, be very, very wary of where you stand in your wrestling fandom. When you know something like this goes down, your immediate response is, "I must protect the rich billionaire in Gorilla." I, I'm sorry. And listen, that does not just go for the one that you perceive to be evil in Stanford, Connecticut. That goes for all the companies. If your immediate response is well, hang on, let's think about the feelings of the rich dude. Okay, for no, I, I, I don't roll with that. So, okay. Go, Shell. Are you uh, are you content to, to conclude our thoughts there, or would you like to, to add anything else? I am done, but I would like to say, okay. watch Wrestling With Whiteness if you don't believe that this is a race issue. So many of the people in that documentary have similar experiences to this, and they talk about that. And they're honest about how this is a trend regardless of the company this is not just wwe being petty and it's not just people defending wwe this is more it happens on the independence it happens in AEW. it happens everywhere Mm -hmm. we have to be mindful absolutely um folks the usual content will you know will be coming as you, you know you're used to it um and yeah, I'll post the Burt line thing that Bob does on Twitter. I feel like it would be kind of nuts to put that <laughs> to put that here after this conversation. So everyone support Jay Shell. We appreciate anyone that, that joined on for this particular stream. Um, you know, anyone we'll that probably sees talk it, more about it when we do um, retire the rankings too. We'll yeah, probably and just circle back across the board because this number isn't one the, Sasha Banks. Spoiler alert. There you go. This isn't something that's about you know just talking about when it's topical. I know it's it's important, right? I'm, I'm glad we got to do this. So, thanks, folks. Um, <laughs> no, the comment, Joe. Which one? Ben which? Dixon. I assume wrestling with whiteness is Jay Shield talking about existing in the late night green universe. Yeah, well, you know, it's t- <laughs> Unfortunately, there are very, very few platforms that poor Jay Shield can go on without seeing folks that are bearded and white. So, mm. unfortunately, and the ones that look like me don't want me either. Uh, sorry. Well, that's, that's a different for topic for another day. Remember, this is not behind the paywall before about an hour. Okay, <laughs> folks, we hope this has uh, been useful, insightful, enjoyable, whatever those words fits best. And um, yes, speak to you all soon. No, no comedic outro today. We appreciate Bye, y'all. it. Thank speak you. Speak soon. Bye.